Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking with a guest speaker from Service Member Family Care, as well as um, one of the U.S. Army's first. And we're also talking about pets and ice cream and what they have to do with this month. Welcome, everyone. I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. So did you have a good fourth over there? I did. We had a good fourth. Um, we uh, hung out at my mom's house. Fun? For, yeah, for a little while. Had some brisket tacos. Oh, yeah. How was the brisket? It was good. Good? It was good. Worth the wait? That old man can cook. <laughs> he can cook. <laughs> Lots of years of experience. Yeah, there's other things he can do, but good Lord, he can cook. Uh, <laughs> my stepfather, brisket was amazing. Of course... Uh, you'd have to go to my mom's house to like understand, but she cooks or they cook for a small army, um, mostly because of my sister. Um, <laughs> she'd be upset if I said that. But <laughs> she knows how it is. Um, no, she's good. But uh, yeah, a huge pan of baked beans and, and double helping of macaroni and cheese. We got corn slaw or corn slaw, <laughs> coleslaw. Um, <laughs> Coleslaw is a thing too, I guess it could be. Uh, yeah. Um, but we had coleslaw and uh, brisket and, and pork, and I mean there was like nine of us there. You know, we could have fed a whole platoon with everything. We had homemade bread. Oh my gosh, y'all had everything. Yeah, homemade bread, banana pudding. We had two desserts: banana pudding and uh, uh, a flag angel food cake. It was. Angel Did you food. even make it to dessert? I, I had to take a break between dinner and dessert. <laughs> I had to sit it out for a little bit and, and went back in. Uh, but, yeah, it was Angel Food Cake with Cool Whip on top of it and strawberries. And yeah, blueberries. blueberries. Yeah, mm-hmm. done all up uh, flag style. So we, we hung out over there for a few hours. And one night we didn't do fireworks. Uh, yeah, the weather's been kind of crappy lately. Yeah, it's been hot all day up till that point. And so, I mean, it's been kind of super dry around here anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and then we had the storms that kind of that afternoon mm-hmm. uh, but yeah we just we didn't shoot them my cul-de-sac's kind of quiet uh we had some neighbors and stuff shooting so we just watched their stuff yeah from the air-conditioned house for free <laughs> uh, it's my favorite way to do things uh, just open the blinds and look out the window, out the window. <laughs> but, uh, it was good it was good how about you yeah, I just went and hung out with some friends. They uh, cooked on the grill, so we had some burgers. Not as elaborate as you did, but it was still fun to get out and hang out with them. I don't get to see them that often, but yeah. And then driving home from the interstate, I could see all the fireworks on the side of the interstate. So it was a it was a free show in the air conditioning for me. That's right. It was a mobile show. You got yeah, to see multiple shows at one time. Exactly. That's good. That's good. So this week, there's not really much going on, but um, the 11th, there's a lot. So it's um, National All-American Pet Photo Day. All-American Pet Photo Day. Yeah, I don't know who comes up with these, like, national days, but I want to be a part of it. So do you put your dog, like, in a Captain America suit? I don't. I mean, people dress up all their animals, and it's just not cats and dogs. I mean, it's any kind of animal, and just post it on social media with the hashtag and That's see wild. where it goes. Yeah. That's wild. I'd be interested to see maybe what kind of photos come out of that. Yeah, if anybody listening or even watching on YouTube, leave us some comments um, with your photos. And on our Facebook, definitely post photos of your uh, animals. Your All-American yeah. Animal Day photos. Yeah. It could, it could be cool. I want to see a Captain America dog now. I mean... I want to see somebody. Why don't you dress up your dog? My dog's old. 
<laughs> my, my dog dresses up as a rug. He dresses up as a black and white rug. He holds tile down. That's all he does. He wakes up long enough to eat, go outside, and come back in. That's, that's his thing. That's what he does. He fits in great with the family. But, yeah. Yeah, it, It'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting yeah. to see one. So definitely send us your pictures so that we can have a, a good laugh, I guess, or yeah. Yeah. be creative. Be creative. Yeah. Be creative. I'm trying to think of some creative things. To do oh, I'm sure one. you got plenty. Murph. <laughs> 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 um, we got to, you know, I don't know. Maybe I will dress up my dog for. I feel like you should. I don't know if he can take it. No. He's old. We'll you have a cat. You can dress up the cat. Oh, Lord. The cat. I don't know about the cat. She's lazy, too. She's just not old. All my animals are lazy, which is great. Well, well they say that your animal is a direct reflection of their owner. Yes. So. Yes, we are. <laughs> and that's how we like it in this house. So, um, yeah. Well, not only is it All-American Pet Photo Day, but... Uh, a very long time ago, 1924 to be exact, the U.S. Army flew their first round-the-world trip. Huh. I wonder what a ticket for that cost back in the day. Well, probably then a couple pennies, but now probably a chunk of money. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, round-the-world flight for the Army, 1924. Of course, the Army Air Corps wasn't around <clears throat> at that point in time yet. Didn't see them come until 1926, which they would later break out uh, in... 1947 to become the Air Force, as we are today. You're just a walking encyclopedia over here. Go Air here. Force, uh, prior Air Force. So there's, there's <laughs> my, my Air Force folks out there. Uh, actually, that's where I started my career. But yeah, world flight, you know. Uh, you know how many days it took them? Just take a wild guess. I don't know. It's the Army. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I don't know. I'd say I'm, I'm going to go with 75. Uh, you're one more number. Seventy-six. No, I meant like in front of it. It took one hundred and seventy-five. Uh, it took him one hundred and seventy-five days. What did they do it in a hot air balloon? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, planes were so different back then than they yeah. they are now. I mean, did they have private on a hot air balloon with a fan behind him, like waving the <laughs> fan, keep the balloon going. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's still an accomplishment. Though. Yeah, I'm making a little fun of it, but you know, back then, I mean, that was. That'd been a scary thing. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, around the world, flight, and obviously they didn't have technology or Mm-mm. fuel capacities or using even the same type of fuels and stuff. And a lot of stuff. You know, we should get somebody on here from aviation. Yeah, we should. And and, and talk give us a little history lesson yeah, on aviation. Talk about how the uh, Army aviation has progressed over the years and how it's changed. We should probably get an Air Force person in here. Yeah, maybe an Air Force pilot come talk to us about. People are always interested in flying. Yeah. The, the I mean, they have a cool job. They yeah. The F-16s are uh, sexy as they were. You know, it's the knowledge <laughs> we use for them. But, yeah, I mean, because it's not something you just run out on every day, you know. You're not driving or stopping into the Harris Teeter or food line or something like that. I'm like, look, there's an F-16 car to park one. When I was younger, my brothers used to joke and say, "When by the time I was old enough to drive, we would have flying cars. And that hasn't happened yet, but, I mean, I've got to fly in some helicopters and some airplanes, so I guess you can kind of... Yeah. Not, we're not the Jetsons. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, we do have those crazy little hoverboard things that people ride yeah. and fall off of. Those things are... They're they dangerous. scare me. They're dangerous. They're Aren't cool. those like the mind board? Like you're supposed to do it with your mind or something? I don't something? know what you do it with. I've never got one. 
I think we should do a video on you getting on a hover. I did a lot of dangerous stuff as a younger man, <laughs> including skateboards and rollerblades and street hockey. I have no ambition to get on one of these motorized two-wheel drive vehicles underneath my feet because I've watched the YouTube videos on them, <laughs> and they throw people <laughs> away. It's probably the user error. I mean, assumably, yes, it's user error because there's some people out there that ride them on their hands and stuff. And these what? People, yeah, you're not seeing no. them all. This is phenomenal. And my first immediate thought is, is when do you have the time to practice that? Who? What even makes you sit down and think to do that? I don't know. You're just sitting there one day looking at a hoverboard and you go, you know what? I can I can ride that with my hands. I can do a handstand on it and ride it. <laughs> that um, sounds like an awesome idea. You know, more technology. You know, we just evolve. You know, Every our, day. Our level of uh, uh, craziness that mm-hmm. we did, you know. Back in the day, all we had was four-wheel drive trucks. Mm-hmm. Was like, yeah, I can go through that mud hole. No problem. Hold this and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pull him out with the John Deere tractor. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> now they have hoverboards. We had mud holes and four-wheel drive trucks. Yeah, times have changed. <laughs> the times they are changing. Getting to be an old man. Oh, man. But on top of that, it's also National Ice Cream Month. National, Yeah, National Ice Cream Month. So, I mean, summer's hot. I mean, so it's, it's the perfect timing for it. And You know what's funny, though, is that Growing up, like, we would have the ice cream trucks come around, and, like, every year as you got older, it's like they stopped coming around in the summer, and they would come more towards the winter and fall. It's and too it's, hot for them. I, I guess, but that's the whole purpose of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I guess. You know, you don't see ice cream trucks really. Anymore. No, not at all. And when you do, it's like, oh, my gosh, where, where have they been? And like, then you have to run them down for, like, five blocks. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Ice Cream Man, stop! Just you know, to get an ice cream sandwich or to get a, a screwdriver. Still, uh, that's something different, isn't it? No, they have ice creams that are. I think it's called a screwdriver, I think it's and it has a screwball. No, we can we can Google it, but I'm pretty sure that With the piece of gum in the box. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a screwball. I, I think know. a screwdriver is more of an adult thing. <laughs> We'll, we'll 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 right. see. We'll Google. Maybe, yeah. Maybe our fans will let us know. Maybe yeah. Leave us a this, comment. S- settle this argument for us. Since we are working on those those uh, 1.3 million views. That's right. That's right. What are we? We're like 100 and something, give or take. Yeah, something we'll around the six. We'll add close. add the five. Yeah. And... Divide. Take the square root of. Yeah. Um, I have a funny ice cream story though. Oh gosh, what's that? My wife will be mad for me telling this. Um, but it'll be so. I cool. mean, we can't go a podcast without mentioning your wife. I know she's so awesome. <laughs> so, so uh, as you know, I have children. Mm-hmm. Um, the the last one, and I used to eat a lot of ice cream. Mm-hmm. I don't eat much ice cream anymore. I have some every now and then, but, and the reason I don't eat as much ice cream is because my wife broke me of mm-hmm. ice cream. So when she was pregnant with our our youngest one, little uh, David Lee Erskine the fourth. Um, I love that his nickname's Little. Like, little. that's the most, it's not Junior or whatever. It, like, it's just Little. It's just Little. <laughs> and he responds to it. Um, when he actually hears his name, he knows something has gone wrong. Oh, well, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> um, but uh, for like eight months, we lived, we lived out in Houston at the time. Mm-hmm. We were about 3.5, 3.6 miles away from a marble slab. Oh, wow. So you knew exactly to the... When you drive it as much as I did, <laughs> yes, you know exactly how far it was away. 
get off of work. I was I was doing medical stuff at the time, work twelve hour shift. It could be seven o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock at night. Hey, uh, you want to stop by and get me a bowl of marble slab and a waffle cone with chocolate and sauce and oh my lord, every I mean, every day, every day. Like we kept that place open. I'm sure they <laughs> shut down after we moved. Um, <laughs> You talk about sympathy weight. Oh, gosh. That joke's not a myth. I was eating ice cream like three times a day. I was like, I need some real food at some point. In time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Funny thing about it was uh, my young and uh, little, he, uh, like, first, I don't know, probably five, six years of his life, he wouldn't eat ice cream. Really? He wouldn't touch it. It's, it's hit or miss. It's like whatever cravings you had when you're pregnant, your kids, they either love it or they hate it. Like, it's one or the other. I mean, he eats it now, but, but literally but before. For, like, for five or six years there, like, you put ice cream in front of me, I'm good. I mean, like, I'm still <laughs> running off the sugar high mom gave me after, you know. <laughs> I don't need any more, so. But, yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, a lot of ice cream. A lot of ice cream. I, I didn't even know a human could eat that much. Consume that level of ice cream, but she did she was she was pro, I, you know. Had I she been, could eat an ice cream eating contest, and that's and win. If, if I was a little bit more entrepreneur, that's what I should have done. I could have I could have knocked out two birds one stone. Yeah, could have got her all the ice cream she needed and made some money on the side. You know? <laughs> She'd been up there. I've been taking bets out in the crowd, like you see the little little female right there, <laughs> about five foot two, with a round tummy, youngin' in it. She's winning this. How much you want to put on it? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. She's been two gallons easy. She's not even gonna. Take a breath. In she the, won't even flinch. She won't even flinch at two <laughs> gallons. So I'm still getting in trouble when she watches this. Oh, um, yeah. But it's going to be worth it. Uh, but anyway. But, hey, it's National Ice Cream Month. So it's National Ice Cream Month. So, yeah, go back out and grab you some ice cream. What's your favorite flavor? My favorite flavor is mint chocolate chip. All you mint people, <laughs> I don't know why, but it's so good. Like, I'm not piggy when it comes to ice cream. I'll pretty much eat anything, but I don't know why. Mint, anything mint chocolate chip, like, that's my favorite. See, that's what, that's what my wife and my son buy. And I, I just I can't no. get on the mint chocolate chip. Anything mint. That's, that's how I know they don't want to share with me. <laughs> They're like, oh, we don't want Dad to eat our ice cream, so we're getting mint chocolate chip. They'll bring mint chocolate chip on, and I'll be like, they'll be like we got ice cream. I'm like, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I go in there, and I'm like, hey. It's mint chocolate chip. Oh, you don't like mint chocolate? No, not in 15 years that we've been together have I like mint chocolate chip. Um, bring me some coffee or some Neapolitan or just straight up chocolate I'm good with. Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Turtle tracks. Praline. That was a big thing deployed. Yeah, pralines. Yeah, because like, there was like three you could choose from, and it was like chocolate, vanilla, and praline. And praline like had all the good stuff. Oh, yeah. But then it would everybody would eat it like right away, so then you would have to wait several weeks before they got more. I like the strawberry and cream ice cream also. It's not yeah. strawberry ice cream, but it's like a, a vanilla cream with just strawberries in it. Now, that reminds me, now, like, talking about technology evolving, but I mean, like, even food is evolving. Like, it's not just ice cream anymore. Like, they have gelato, and you have your frozen yogurt and all that. But a couple weekends ago, I was down at the beach and driving home, found an ice cream shop and walked in, and it was one of those ones that they roll it. Mm-hmm. Like they make it in front of you and whatever the little machine thing is, it like freezes it and mm-hmm. then they roll it. I was like so amazed. I was like, where did I come up with this? Like, yeah, it did was they, crazy. Did they have the dragon balls there too? Have what is that? Those? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, like corn puff type thing and they're colored, but they put them in, uh, 
liquid nitrogen, I think, is what they do, but they, they freeze them. Mm -hmm. And so when you bite them, you blow, I've heard you of the, blow I, smoke like a dragon. Is there anywhere around here that has those? Yeah, there are. There's a the, the mall. The uh, mall? mall has a place hmm. like that. But, uh, I remember hear, hearing about that a while ago, but it, I haven't heard about it since. Yeah, they got it. But I thought the rolling thing was, I mean, they're like. They, have, they do that too. They do the rolling ice cream. At yeah. Place. That's the only reason I knew. That was the connection I made. With oh, gotcha. Place. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so there you go. National Ice Cream Month. Um, take take a picture of your dog in a Captain American outfit. With ice cream. With ice cream. Yeah. yeah. People take their dogs to like, to when they get coffee and stuff. Yeah. And that's like a thing now. Yeah. Dogs are so spoiled now. Yeah. Well, not just dogs. Animals are animals just, in yeah, in general are spoiled more. Like youngins. Yeah. I, I don't know how that feels yet because I don't have kids yet, but. My youngins aren't spoiled. They know how to how to do some hard work and. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, they're good kids. They're all good kids. <laughs> they all got their own thing that they do, and they're, they're, all, they're all relatively good. They're all good in their own ways. They're all good in their own ways. What else we got popping? So, well, today we have a guest speaker from Service Member Family Care. I've like the pretty much almost every podcast we've had, we've mentioned them. So, yeah. it's good that we're getting them on here and talking about the different um, departments that they have and their specialties. And hopefully, this is outreaching to people who need those programs so that they can get the information that they need. Yeah, hopefully, they'll have a lot of good stuff for us. So. To listen and talk about and see what see what we got going. So today we have Elisa Edwards with Service Member Family Care. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for having me here today. Yes. So could you explain a little bit about what you do with Service Member Family Care? I would love to. Service Member Family Care, um, we have seven centers throughout the state, and we do exactly what the title says. We take care of our service members and our families. And uh, to do that, we um, establish seven centers throughout the state, so not everybody has to come to Columbia to the main campus, but they can go to the centers that are closest to them in their counties. Um, we've got seven centers. They are in Columbia at the main campus. We have one in Anderson. We have one in Spartanburg, Rock Hill, Charleston, Florence, West Columbia, and Orangeburg. And if you're a service member and you go into any one of these centers, you can go in and get your ID card made. And when you're sitting there getting your ID card, you can check out a lot of the other services that we have available. If you are in need of employment or trying to figure out your career path, you can walk in and talk to the employment advisor that's um, on staff there and uh, uh, talk about your career options. We have lots of employers throughout the state that love to um, employ our military members and their family members so we'll kind of put you on a, a career path or guide you along that way and we'll also um, help you write a resume we'll help you with your interview skills how to dress for success those kinds of um, things in a career office so um, our employment services has um, been very successful we put all of our service members to work as soon as they're ready and uh, we want to continue to grow your careers um, during that time in the military and like I said, we also take care of our family members, the spouses. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that love to hire the military spouses. They understand the sacrifices that they make as well. And they love to hire their teenage children. So when it's time for um, Junior to start working, uh, our employees out there will um, do that as well. Um, 
We also, um, at our service, our centers that we have, um, we have our veteran advisors, and our veteran advisors are um, those that have a wealth of resources available to our service members. So if you um, have entitlements, you have um, educational benefits, you have um, VA benefits, there's a lot of different things that are um, entitled to our service members, and these uh, veteran advisors will help gather that information and help you um, get what you need. For example, if you lose your DD-214 or your SF Form 50, I think it's what it is, um, they can help you retrieve those documents that you need if you're applying for something and, and those documents are needed. If you become homeless or you know of a homeless veteran, they've got a lot of resources out there that help service members and their families um, you know, in our state. Um, if you've got to go to the VA, and navigate the waters at the VA. These veteran advisors are experts in navigating those waters. They'll make sure that you get all your paperwork together and so you don't have to make three or four trips. You can have everything knocked out the first time. So um, they, they're a great resource to have. If you have any questions, they're great to pick up the phone and call. So um, utilize your veteran advisors. They're here for you. Uh, we also have our behavioral health counselors. Um, sometimes life gets hard and you just need somebody to talk to. Our behavioral health counselors, they're, um, when you pick up the phone and call them, they're 100% confidential. Um, nobody along your chain of command knows that you've ever called into this number, but they help you with a, a lot of different situations. If you've got some, some issues at home that you're just not sure how to navigate, or if you've um, got problems, you know, marital problems, or problems with your children, or just things in general in life, sometimes life is hard. They're there to help you get through those tough times. And uh, it's nice to have a, a friendly voice on the other end, and our counselors will be glad to meet with you. Um, they have offices in our seven centers, and they also will meet you out in public at a Starbucks somewhere if you just you know need to talk and kind of gather your thoughts and, and, and um, just kind of have a, a mental health checkup is what I like to call them. Uh, we also have... Um, our R3SP section. So those, that section um, really works with suicide prevention. You know, um, a loss of one soldier is a loss too many. And so our suicide prevention really works with um, service members that may have some of those ideations. But we do a lot of education and uh, promotion of mental health and really try to help those soldiers who may um, even have those thoughts. Um, we have a sexual assault program. Um, no means no, but sometimes bad things happen, and uh, so our sexual assault program will um, help those victims and uh, also um, educate our service members on what goes on with that. And then we also um, have our substance abuse program, and uh, sometimes our soldiers, um, you know, they may drink too much, they may um, get into substance abuse, and if they fall into that pattern, you know, we want to try to help them out and you know we don't want them to end their careers especially if they realize they've done something wrong and uh, they want to self-identify that maybe they have a drinking problem or maybe they have a drug problem if they self-identify right away we can certainly um, help them through the process and not jeopardize their career and once again it remains confidential um, all of our programs for our service members do and we want to make sure that our service members have the best career possible and uh, we've got all these opportunities out there for them. So what kind of questions can I answer for you today? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you know, actually, we, we've been 
I don't know if we've had a podcast really where we haven't made mention of service member yeah. family care in some way or another. Right. Just because y'all have so many services down there. Um, I think we've made mention, you know, you said the one-stop shop things, but that's really what it is. You come in and, you know, and the thing is, is we were talking about this before, is you can give you past. You know, if you go in and say you're having, you know, mental health-related, you know, issues and come to find out the reason you're having mental health issues because your finances are bad because the job you're working at is not paying enough. Well, you have finance advisors and you have employment services folks. And so you can start getting all that kind of fixed right there. But the other cool thing about y'all is y'all are uh, a super joint area. And when I say super joint, it's not just Army and Air Force folks. It's Army and uh, Air Force and civilians and veterans and, you know, all y'all. And I think that brings a unique dynamic to y'all's program is the fact that y'all aren't all. Just guard related. And that's that's a good point. Um, we 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 like to help everybody, everybody that's ever worn the uniform. It doesn't matter which branch of service. It doesn't matter that we're housed at the South Carolina National Guard um, Armory. Um, it's just that those armories are in our communities and we're taking care of our soldiers that are in our communities. So we like to help everybody, every branch of service. We consider ourselves purple, um, which covers all the branches of service. And we want to take care of everybody and their families. So, um, we want to make sure our South Carolina is still our, you know, one of the best military-friendly states in the nation, and we continue to work towards that um, every year. And uh, yeah, we we like to take care of our own. Now I'm uh, I've done some work with the, with y'all in employment services, doing some video stuff, and I tell you what, y'all's connections throughout the state and the people y'all work with, not only. Uh, private industry folks around here, but also at you know our our legislative level and stuff like that. Um, y'all have a network, and, and that's a big thing. We have a great network, so we have done a very good job. Um, the employment advisors throughout the state they get out of there in the communities, and a lot of our um, corporations out there love to hire our military folks. They love the um, leadership and the work ethic um, that they bring to the table, and. Um, so we've, we've really gone out and promoted our military veterans and our military service members to these employers, and they immediately see the value. Once um, they've hired a couple of our veterans, they're like, I want two or three more just like this one. Um, uh, you know, they're far su superior out there, our, our veterans are, and our service members, and, um, you know, making those, those um, community connections with those employers out there has been a really win-win for our veterans in the state. So... Um, we continue to um, call on those new companies, that's those new startup companies. They'll call up and say, hey, you know, we heard that our veterans in South Carolina are the best or our service members are some of the best in the state. Can we hire six to 800 of y'all? So um, we certainly um, get the word out. Uh, we've been very successful in employing everyone. And uh, anybody that walks in to, to get a job, we'll assess them and, and figure out the right career path. And then we'll match them up with those employers looking for that skill set. So um, it's been very, very successful. And uh, we like to keep our unemployment uh, rate in the guard very low, as well as our um, veteran unemployment rate in our state is, is at an all-time low as well. So um, come see one of our employment advisors. Uh, we do have career fairs throughout the state throughout the year. We put on about 14 events, and then we participate and quite a few others throughout the year. So we're um, out there talking to employers every single day, and uh, we, we've got that connection. And we make that connection through something called Operation Palmetto Employment. 
um, our uh, service members and our employers can go online at the Operation Palmetto Employment website, and they can register. Employ, uh, the service member can register for free and upload their resume, and then the employers can search online for free for um, talented individuals with a certain skill set that they're looking for. So the Operation Palmetto Employment website um, is the place to go if you're an employer and you want to look for some military talent. And then if you're a service member and you want to just upload your resume and get noticed by a company that's military friendly, um, Operation Palmetto Employment is the website as well. You made mention of it um, when you are talking just a second ago, and we actually talked about it last week because we talked a little bit about employment services and, and what y'all have done for the, the veterans and uh, airmen soldiers of the area. But uh, one thing we were talking about was the translation of skills from military to civilian. And I remember when I was doing the video work with y'all and we were interviewing uh, some of the different employers in the state, they kept bringing up the word soft skills. And for especially... Um, any any military member might not understand what soft skill and how to translate our stuff, but you know definitely younger soldiers, you know might not know that. But that's that's something y'all do. Y'all y'all plug that piece in. We do plug in those soft skills and those being, um, you know, just being able to show up to work on time. And uh, um, those are skills that are sometimes are a pastime now um, that, that employers have a hard time finding people that are dependable. They show up to work on time. They, you give them a, a mission, give them a job, and they can complete it. So that's something that's um, ingrained in our military folks, um, and our employers recognize that. So, you know, a nice, friendly attitude, um, a can-do attitude, yes, I can do that. Um, you give a veteran or a service member any task, and they will try and, and get everything completed, and uh, they'll get it done that day. And uh, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's five o'clock; they'll they'll wait till the um, the task is completed before they leave for the day. So our employers recognize that value in those soft skills, and you know. One thing that we promote with our service members, if you've got the, the right attitude, you're trainable, and anybody can teach you anything if you've got the right attitude, and our service members have a great attitude, um, and they can take on any kind of task that's put before them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, is there um, anywhere where people can go just to look for more information on your programs that might not be able to... They're not, they don't have the courage to call or show up. Absolutely. If you want to check out the SCGuard.com website, you'll find um, our seven centers where they're located and the contact people in each one of those seven um, centers. You'll find, uh, you know, of course, the ID card section. Um, some of them have limited hours, so if you're, you know, going to get an ID card, you just want to find out if they're open between 9 and 3 or Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You know, some of them have um, different hours, but you can always check the website for that. Um, you can also um, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on um, Instagram. We put a lot of information out there, but our handle is SCNG, South Carolina National Guard. It's SCNG SMFC, and that stands for Service Member Family Care. Um, but all three of those um, social media platforms uh, will have a wealth of knowledge of or information of what we're doing on a weekly basis throughout the state whether it's a job fair or um, uh, uh, some kind of, um, I don't know, some, some sort of other event that we're doing throughout the state or in the community, we want everybody to be informed and participate. Um, we're embedded in our communities throughout the state. That's what the National Guard does. So um, uh, we 
we do a good job there. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, that's, uh, I, I made the comment, you know, we were talking about people taking care of the people who take care of our freedoms, and really that's, when I say the soldiers and airmen, but y'all are who take care of us, you know? Like Absolutely. The, you know, and that's, that's great, and, uh, you know, we look forward to having more of y'all folks come in and drill into some of the different services and stuff that y'all offer. We've had a couple people, Lisa, uh, Daryl Hammond, and uh, a couple of other ones, and so more Good. and more. Good. One of the things that, you know, getting out in the community, as I mentioned, is we like to invite employers out there and we like to, um, our community leaders, we like to bring them into the National Guard. Um, we work closely with ESGR, the Employment Support of the Guard and Reserve, and uh, um, we try to educate the civilians on what it, what is it that we do. Um, a lot of people don't understand the difference between the National Guard and regular Army, so um, bringing those civilian employees in and uh, educating them on what we do. Um, sometimes we'll take them on a tour of our bases that we have um, just to show them what kind of training um, that our folks go through. Uh, we'll take them on a boss lift. We'll put them on a Black Hawk or a C-17 or a Chinook helicopter and fly them around. Um, and we'll you know, uh, kind of educate them on um, what kind of training and what kind of skill set that our folks have just to, to make things happen. Um, whether our service members are called up for a hurricane or they're deployed, um, they have to go through specific training. And the more we can educate our citizens um, in our communities on what exactly we do, they have a better understanding. And that's why we have such good support out there for um, our folks, uh, our service members. So Yeah, that's definitely a good point because before coming as a technician here, I mean, I was the only military member at my last job, and so they didn't really have an understanding. So to let these employers know, hey, this is what they deal with, this is what they do, their training, these are reasons why they might need to take off, or they might get deployed, like all those kind of things, when they have a better understanding, it makes your job a lot easier because you're not stressed about, oh, well, I need to take off for drill because it's a three-day drill, not a two-day, or, oh, I have annual training, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks, like how do I tell my employer that I'm, I need two weeks off? So when they have that understanding, it makes it a lot less stressful at work because they're, they're more willing to help you rather than not help you. You're right, and that's, that's something we have really tried to educate our employers on, especially those citizens that don't really understand how the National Guard works. Um, you know, they're citizen soldiers. They have to drill one day a week, one uh, weekend a month, and that could be a two-day weekend or a three-day weekend. But when we bring those um, employers or those citizens in to our National Guard for a, um, a training, uh, they, they get a better understanding and uh, um, they feel more connected to our military community and uh, they, they want to support um, our service members. And so if you're a service member and you're working for an employer and you seem like you're the only service member there, nominate your employer to come to one of our boss lifts. Um, through our ESGR department, invite them to learn more about what you do, what kind of training you do, what kind of service you're doing for your community and for your country. Um, and that brings in our employers and our community um, citizens. They, they get to learn more. And uh, it's, it's, it's more, to me, I just, it just promotes patriotism for our country. So, um, yeah, if you're a service member listening and you, and you want to get your employers more involved, you can certainly do that. You can pick up the phone and call any one of our service member family care centers and talk to an employment advisor because they're plugged in 
um, with our ESGR department, and uh, we can get them more involved, your employer more involved. Now, uh, the operation... Palmetto Employment. Palmetto Employment. Service members, can't. they can nominate their employees employers they can with that award what it that that is correct um it's actually through the employment support of the garden reserve esgr if you go to esgr.mil um the website if you're um, a service member working for a company and maybe you got called up last year to help with the hurricane and you had to be out of the office um, for a week or two to help with you know everything that national guard does before (laughs) and after a hurricane comes through um, and you want to nominate your employer because they checked in on your family or maybe they, um, you know, gave you the time off and, and uh, wished you well. Maybe they supplied water to some of the service members. Whatever your employer did, um, you can nominate them and you can recognize them. So we have um, lots of awards available, um, something we call a Patriot Award that we like to present. And we'll bring our leadership to present to those companies and say, hey, thanks for your support. Thanks for thinking about um, our men and women in uniform and uh, let me tell you how you support it. And it could be something as simple as, you know, service members deployed overseas for a, and they worked for a small company. And the whole time that service member was deployed, they called and checked on their family and stopped by to see if, um, you know, the spouse and kids needed anything while they were gone. Um, and, you know, that that gives that soldier when they're deployed a lot of comfort knowing that somebody's looking after their family um, you know, we've got family program, family assistance specialists in place um, throughout the state to, to look after families. But when the employers step in and help as well, we want to recognize that and just say, you know, just a thank you. And um, so that's that's been very successful. It's been a good program. And uh, any service member that wants to get their employers more involved, just pick up the phone and call an employment advisor, and uh, we can certainly help them through that process. Good deal. Very good. It sounds like uh, job stuff. Give you a holler. Stuff <laughs> yeah. I might need to give you a holler. Who knows? Depends <laughs> on how this podcast thing keeps going or not. Uh, well, we cer- certainly can help you. We love helping people. Um, I think you'll find most of uh, the folks that work with service member family care, they're here because they have a heart. And they really care about our service members. And uh, there's a lot of smart people around that um, could probably be doing bigger and better things, but they really care about our service members and their families, and and it shows. And uh, a lot of them go the extra mile to make sure that everyone's taken care of and they have all their needs met. Okay, well, there you go, service member service member. Service (laughs) Try it again. Service (laughs) member and we care. My my lips are stuck again. I'm back to being dry. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, get in touch with service member. I'm not even going to do it. Get in touch with service member family care or follow us on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at S-N-S-C-N-G-S-M-F-C. I'm glad somebody else messed up. Thank you. Appreciate you stopping by. All right. Bye-bye. So it was nice having Elise stop in today from service member family care. Yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of good information. If, like I said, if you're looking for a job and, of course, you know, the other services and stuff that service member family care. But like we said before, those folks down there, they're working hard for us, mm-hmm. for our families and the veterans in the community. And uh, like I said before, having a job is a big deal. Whether you need a job or looking to improve, mm-hmm. you know, they've got it. they got the career fairs. They've got the, the – 
the resumes the resume and building and all that kind of interview, stuff. Interview, helping with interviews, sit down interviews. Yeah. So good folks to talk to. Yeah, definitely. We look forward to having more people from service member family care up here. Um, they got a lot of services, and we'll keep working through them as they want to come talk to us. Mm-hmm. Pass along information to to the audience members out there <laughs> on YouTube and wherever you may be, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Divots. I think that's everywhere, everywhere we're at right now. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to go check that out. But, um, you know, we're moving along pretty good with the show, and all that's been going well. And um, like I said before, more and more people are starting to show interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to have a, a big one towards the end of this month with the, yeah. the Adjutant General of South Carolina mm-hmm. um, for his town hall meeting thing. So mm-hmm. that one should be good. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the process of getting all prepped up and ready for that. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of questions the community has for him mm-hmm. and uh, what his responses are going to be to him. Yeah. And, um, and if you have questions, you have until, what, the 19th, I think? Yeah, I think to get them sent in. Uh, if you do have a question, you know, whether you're you know, civilian tech or um, military, air, army, whatever, in between, if you got a question, you know, send it in, and hopefully, you know, we, he'll have an answer. You know, it's a limited show. Yeah. We've got an hour. Obviously not going to be able to answer <laughs> every question because yeah. I'm sure there's uh, – hundreds if not thousands of questions which is good which is good that people are you know thinking about how to improve their work situation the guard situation how to make us better and uh, more functional and effective in, in our, our skills and our training and our, our work environments I mean all that's good and it's glad it's glad to see people interact and and, and want to have a voice in that situation mm-hmm. and that's what it's about um, but you know we are limited on how much time we can take so yeah we might have to do like a two-part or a three part like yeah, we'll maybe see. once a quarter i don't know something yeah. we'll see how well it goes we'll um because that's something else we've talked about we, we want to start getting some of the leadership down here mm-hmm. on here and uh have them talk about you know the guard as a big picture because mm-hmm. well especially because we've had a lot of new leadership in the last several months and yeah. a lot of newer soldiers might not know who they are or what what their positions are, what they do. They might see the face but or heard the name. So it would be good to have to put the two and two together so that they can have a better understanding of how things work. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the level they're at, they're, you know, obviously big picture. I mean, me and you, we're in our little corner of the world down here. We, <laughs> we do public affairs podcasts or whatnot. So we're obviously our, our viewpoint is always from a public affairs type standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole other guard you know, out there. And then these folks are uh, looking at it and working it from that level. So it's mm-hmm. nice to have an opportunity, I guess, to gather some of that understanding for, for all soldiers. You know, folks have been here for 20 years and folks that have been here for 20 days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, and, and our leadership has never had a problem coming in and doing interviews and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll start reaching out and then, you know, for the folks out there listening, you know, if, if you're in a leadership position or even if you're just a part of a unique group or, or whatever and you want to come in on the podcast and or see if we can get you in to talk about stuff, by all means, reach out to us. Yeah. Doesn't hurt our feelings. You know, more We haven't said no yet, so. We haven't said no yet. <laughs> see if you can be the first. 
see if you can push the boundary where we, we find the no answer instead of the yes answer. Uh, no, please don't do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that, that's what this is for. Um, I've always looked at public affairs uh, as a morale thing more than anything for soldiers and airmen. It gives them a voice, and it helps pass along information, mm -hmm. and it helps highlight them and their stories. And, and there's so many unique stories um, yeah. in, in the Guard. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have whoever. You know, if you got something, you got something interesting or educational or, you know, even just fun, um, uh, yeah, let us know. Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's see if we can make it work. Um, we still have a list of people that are still wanting to be on here. We're going to work them in as long, along with the education folks. But, you know, right now with this, you know, one a week pace, we got plenty of time to get you in. Yeah. We got plenty of time. It might not be <laughs> next week, but we'll get you in. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Yeah. Uh, hit us up, social media, email us, whatever. See, see what we can do. I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And we'll catch you in the next episode.